Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. All right, good morning and welcome to another episode of Rotafest Detail Memoirs where we're talking business. We're bringing incredible business owners, suppliers, vendors to help you grow your business. I'm Jody. And I'm Rod Pusey. And as always, we are sponsored by ourselves, RotoFS. Want to throw a pitch out there for the Southern Detailers Conference? Yeah. Giveaways are starting to come in. We are kind of, I don't know, the self-appointed MCs. We have a microphone and carte blanche to do whatever we want. So we decided we're going to give a bunch of crap away. We have tons of buff and shine pads. We have boxes and boxes. And, and big reveals. A Flex PX80. We're giving one of these away. The full package. We are also giving away a Rupes uh, Nano Kit. Um, we are PNS is giving away some stuff. We have tons of giveaways. I'm going to say in the thousands of dollars of giveaways. So if you're going to be at Southern Detailers Conference, you guys are in luck because there's a lot of good stuff to give away. Also, the regular pad giveaway that we're doing every month. We're going to hold off in May and do it in June at the Southern Detailers Conference. Get your name in here if it's not already in there. So yeah, I'm telling you guys, we are getting prepared. We're excited. Uh, Rod and I were working on some fun things for the show that we're going to be giving out in addition to that. So make sure that you like, subscribe to our YouTube and Facebook. And I tell you, it's just going to be an amazing time. The only thing left that we have to do is get our plane tickets. Otherwise, we got a long drive. (laughs) So let's jump into our guest. We're super excited. Welcome, Arnold Chapman. Good afternoon. He is the owner of Elite Auto Detailing out of Dartmouth, Massachusetts. So we're super excited. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, so let's talk about your story. How did you get uh, started in detailing? And I know you've made some transitions over time. So let's talk about how you got started first. So I was working with a company that did boat repair, boat detailing. And the owner, I started out with bottom paint in the boats, which horrible work. It stinks being under there. The paint is horrible. You get it on, you got a WD-40 bath yourself to get it off. Little anti-fouling action. Oh, it's horrible. (laughs) And one day he's like, you want to learn to buff the boats too? Hey, why not? Let's go for it. And I started buffing the boats and then he started slowing down. So I started doing it on the side. And as I got busier, I'm like, hold on. I can do this myself. Yep. And do it better than he taught me because, you know, he only taught me the basics and he didn't really teach me well. I learned by watching videos and practicing and just hands-on knowledge. So I started it as boats only when we opened the business. It was only boats. And then everybody kept saying, hey, you do really good. Can you do my car? Can you do my car? And I'm like, well, let me kind of perfect my methods and how I want to do it because I like everything very particular. I'm very specific on everything I do. 
And I think some of that comes back from being a bodybuilder for so long in my life. I was a bodybuilder. So there's always that drive to excel and always that drive to be perfect at everything. So then I started doing customers' cars and I got into it and I found I liked it more than the boats because I can do a little more with it. Mm, and nice. so now we transitioned last year into mostly cars because I was doing 50, 60 foot boats by myself. Wow. It takes a toll on you, but it's also not economical in the sense of it takes away from doing other things when you're doing a 60 footer, you're losing a lot of time. Yeah. And it's just not worth it. So now we focus only on boats that are like 22, 23 feet and below. So I don't have to spend more than a couple hours on them, do them quickly on the weekends. Cause if I'm going to shut the shop down, cause those are only on the road. Cause our shop's not big enough for boats. I do it that way. I'll go do a couple boats on the weekend, call it a good weekend but I don't want to do the big ones. And now like we don't do ceramic on the road. I tell everybody, if you want a detail on the road, it's our straight, a regular detail. I'm not going to do paint correction out in the hot sun. I'm not doing ceramic out in the hot sun. That's all going to be done in the shop. Right. So it's, there's been a lot of changes. Cool. So, so how long have you been doing this? I mean, years total for starting with the boats to now? Um, well, I started uh, probably back around 2000 doing my own cars and doing other people's. Then I used to be a business loan broker and a loan officer as well for mortgages. So off and on probably six, seven years between then and now. Yes, and I've cool. had the business for two years. So, so let's talk about that transition from boats to automotive, because I think a lot of times people they have a strategic move for that. It sounds like that's really what you're like. You know what? I can make more money. I can do things that I'm more interested doing vehicles than boats. And other times I think you're led into it by a market demand. So how did you yeah. make that decision? I, well, what happened was like we were 100% mobile up until December. So in December I said, you know, like, actually November, I started thinking, you know, maybe we should get a shop because you lose days to cold, you lose days mm -hmm. to rain, snow, yeah. everything. You, you, if it's a hundred degrees out, you're not going to be outside detailing a car in the hot sun in a hundred degrees. I don't care what you put on there. It's going to dry in five minutes. You're yeah. not going to have time to work with anything. So I was like, you know what, let's get a shop. But I also started the transition because I looked at it with the boats. I wasn't as, I love it, but it's also, I was more passionate because with cars, I love doing paint correction. I love working on black cars, especially. I don't care what anyone says. They're not the hardest thing to work on if you actually want to take your time and do it right. It's, to me, it's the easiest color to work with. I love black. I hate white. I think white's the worst color. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that a million times too. Yeah, white, white. White is a horrible color to work with. Cause it, it's just one of those colors. You think it's perfectly clean. Turn around. There's something else on it. You're like, why, why? So the transition became when I opened the shop, I just really found, I love being in the shop. I love, I ceramic the GMC Arcadia yesterday. You know, and it was great cause it was raining out. So it was the perfect project cause it wasn't going outside anyway. It wasn't leaving. So, you know, I did the ceramic yesterday, came in this morning, finished the interior. Now it's outside because it sat long enough and it's perfectly sunny out. But, you know, I 
the transition was very strategic. I'm very, I'm a strategic person, very analytical. So I'm always looking at, I don't look at profits the same way as other people. Because to me, when profits become my primary goal for the business, I shouldn't be in business. Because the relationships you build with those customers, that's what's going to make a profit for you. And if you forget that and you become ungrateful, you're never going to make it in business. Right. Mm. I think that's I think that's really important to pause right there for just a second and let that sink in. Because I think so many people that call themselves a business owner um, specifically just focus on the money. Their, their business plan says, what can I do to make the most money? And in a sense, you've already failed if that's your goal. Yeah. Because you need to find something that's either a need. And if you fill a need, you're going to make money. Or you need to be relationship driven. And if you build good relationships, you're going to make money. Or you need to have a good product. And if you have a good product, you're going to make money. And I yep. think so many people lose sight of that and they focus on what can I do to make money and how can I, and, and I don't think in their brain, they think get rich quick, but that's what they're thinking. They're like, how can I get in, bang out a million bucks and get out? And it's, that's not a strategy to build a business. That's a strategy. And I'm, don't get me wrong. That is a strategy. And a lot of people do it, but it's not a strategy to build a business. It's a strategy no. to do something else. I think it's, it comes down to something Jason said from Chicago auto pros, find your why. And it cannot, it has to be, to me, it has to be something that doesn't have to do with the money. It has to be what drives you to get your ass out of bed every morning and go to work. He does. And, it's his fault. <laughs> and I think something, something that I think we, we actually have a very a big lack of in this country, especially now, and, and, and I hate to say it, is pride and passion. Mm-hmm. There's no pride in workmanship anymore. It's all about money. It's all about what's in it for me. And, and I think that's where we have a failing in every business, not just ours. It's every yeah. business. There's yeah, no, no pride. I, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think I think there's a lot of things that people forget to look at, and that is um, giving back. When I look at some of the really, I call them successful people, I don't look at the amount of money they make. I see what they're doing on the other side of their business, yep. people that are that are having events that are giving stuff away that are giving back to the industry. So you just go like anybody that's ever done an IDA meet and greet at their shop and given up their time and their shop and the money to have an IDA meet and greet and to have an event for other detailers in their area. That's totally contrary to business you would think, but it's not anybody that does um, things every year. Scott, I know Scott Mesh is watching this. Scott Mesh does a thing called uh, uh, operation slay shine every year where they detail veterans cars. And they give back to the community, not only to the community, but to people that have served the United States. And so yep. anything like that, where you're volunteering your time, you're volunteering your money, you're volunteering your efforts or your skills, that is where, to me, you're successful. You're, you're giving back. If you're, if you're hosting a training, people that do trainings at their shop to help other detailers get better. So it's like, what are you doing beyond just making money? What are you doing that is, that is giving back, back. To the community, that is doing something uh, greater than just oh, yourself? Yeah. Well, that's why what we do every couple of weeks is we do Police Appreciation Day. Cool. We have pizza for the police. We either have lasagna. We have all. We pick a different food every time, and sometimes we'll host it here. They can come here, grab a nice lunch while they're working, or we'll send it to the station if they're busy. And just this way, 
you know, they know they're appreciated for their what they do. They go out and risk their life every day for us. Yeah. We don't risk our lives to go detail a car. We're not out there having to worry about getting shot by some idiot that we pull over for a broken taillight. Yeah, right. So right. there's that appreciation as well as I also do every year. St. Jude's has teddy bears they sell at K Jewelers. So every year I buy 40 of them and I just give them away. And I've been doing it since my daughter was three. So this would be 22 years. Um, I don't claim it on my taxes. I don't claim anything I do for charities never claimed. And people always ask why. Because when you expect something in return, that's not charity. Right. Oh, right. That's and self-serving you, at that point. Right, right. When you give somebody a handout on the street and you take a video of it, that's not that's not serving. <laughs> that's grabbing is what right. it is. Right. Right. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> there's there's things that we there's things that we do, and we I, we never even think about it twice. I mean, we'll we'll fly to an event, show up, video the whole thing, participate in the event, and I not one time in the in the 12 years we've been in business have I written any of that off on my taxes. We just do it. Um, you know, and we, we volunteer our time, you know, we go and do different kinds of events that that's really what we're doing is we're trying to give back and trying to elevate the whole industry and the whole community, because that's really how, um, you know, the rising tide lifts all ships. That saying is so relevant, especially in our industry, the more professional this industry becomes, individually the more professional it becomes outwardly and people will start respecting it a lot more and the stigma that everybody wants to get over is that just we're a bunch of schmucks that wash cars yeah. you get over that and you can do it individually i'm sure you don't have that reputation in your area with the people that come back to you over and over and over no they know <laughs> but in general the industry has that that stigma and i think the only way to get over that is everybody start being more professional so that's that's perfect that's a perfect well, example. that's why i like the idea i i do believe thank you I do believe, okay. I do believe that having a group that represents us as professionals, that holds us to a higher standard than the Joe Schmoes on the corner who are particularly just car washes in general. You know, they want to call themselves details, but then how do you miss a door jam if you're a detailer? You're looking right at it when the door's open. You can't yeah. miss a door jam. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think. That's why I joined the IDA. I joined because I want to be part of something that represents us as professionals that holds us to that standard. Because I think it is time to raise the game and up the ante and for all of us to get better. Every day, I don't care what I did right. I'm always looking at what can I do better for my customers to enhance their experience. And because yeah. in the end, that's going to better my business. Right. I, I love that you said enhance their experience, right? And it goes back to what you said, pride, passion, and service. When you have pride about what you're doing, you're going to invest in yourself. You're going to become part of a group like the idea. You're going to surround yourself with people that are going to teach you new techniques. And that is going to fuel your passion. And as you fuel that passion, you're better able to serve your customers, those in your community, the police, the St. Jude's children, all those things that really give you purpose in your business. So when you can, you know, build on pride and passion, you're able to serve. And, and, and I love that message that you're bringing. So as you're, as you're looking at your business, um, I think, I think a lot of times we tend to look at business just as business, but when, I listen to you. You're like, no, business is my mechanism 
to serve people through something I love to do. Yeah. Like I want to do something like I was telling Kim, which is my helper, assistant. Come say hi, Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi, guys. <laughs> We're so nice glad you came. You. So are you the so, one doing the real work? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm teaching her. So she's up here with me right now. Perfect. So Perfect. something I was telling her when she came in this morning, what I want to do, and it's to me, it's important that as a business owner, you are part of the community. Your job is not just to detail cars or whatever you do for a living. But if you own a business, you have an obligation to the community to help better as a whole. Mm -hmm. So what I want to do is get business owners from different segments, get a bunch of us together to hold what I want to call it takes a community day. And just have like the police bring out all the cruisers because like we um, we're going to be detailing all the cruisers for the town police. So, and I'm not going to charge them. They, they want to give us a contract. I'm not going to charge them because you know what? All they want is the exterior. I'll take care of it. To me, it's not a big deal. Right. But right. I want to get them, the fire department to all come together, bring the trucks, bring everything, set up stuff for the kids and just get the community to come out and support <clears> one <throat> another, help other local businesses. You know, to me, we all should work together to better each other's businesses. Right. Which yeah, is something... Good. I see that drives me nuts on Facebook because I'm part of a lot of the detail forums. There's a lot of negativity towards one another. And this yep, shouldn't be. Somebody ask a question, whether or not you think it's a stupid question, don't be negative and don't put them down. Help build them up. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think that's, that's, that's a challenge that this industry has had. And I, and I am, um, I am your stereotypical American. I've had many, many different industries that I've worked in. I've been in and around cars my whole life. Um, I've been around cars since the early 80s. Uh, I was certified ASC auto mechanic. Um, I worked as a, a regular old auto mechanic, doing everything from brakes to engines, transmissions, everything. Got into restoration of cars. And I've done everything. I've worked in the trucking industry. We In software, we're in 72 different industries. I've done tons of stuff. This industry is one of the most negative towards each other that I have ever, ever seen. Oh, yeah. And I do oh, not yes. understand it. I do not understand it. Auto painters, they'll, they'll critique somebody else's work. I mean, it's hard not to critique somebody else's work. I get it. If you see a paint job and it's got a lot of orange peel, you're like, ooh, it's got a lot of orange peel. But you don't see that guy go out and bash Jody and go, ah, Jody sucks. Wait, go back to school. <laughs> this industry is unbelievable. The comments that they make about vendors, yeah, products, the bad products, and and not just from detailers, from people that own the product companies. Yep, I see people that have their name on a bottle that's bashing another product, and I'm like, wow, that's well, what cracks me up with that. Here's the problem too with a lot of the products. A lot of them are not owned by detailers. A lot of them have no actual detail experience. They're just a chemical company. Right, right. And I, there's a there's several of them that are stellar above the uh, the the bar. I awesome. we met some of them that are great. Bob from PNS Pro. Detail Products, yeah, Pro, Pro Car Care. Um, I will tell you right now, PNS. Yeah. The PNS. only ones that come in this shop anymore is PNS, McGuire's Pro Detail Products, certain ones. Mm-hmm. Owner's pride. And yeah, pride. That's they have all I allow pride. in this building to yeah. be used. Yeah. yeah, owner's pride has a great podcast. 
Yep. Um, you know, they're, they're doing some things to elevate. Rennie Doyle does his podcast. There's a lot of people trying to move the needle. And I think that's what we're so passionate about it. And we love talking to men like you that are going, look, guys, let's help everybody across the board. And that's I think that's what the IDA mm -hmm. is really trying to help the industry. They're like, look, let's set some standards that we all can live up to. Yeah. That when a, a customer comes in and they see the IDA plaque on there, they know that they right. can expect a certain level of service and professionalism as they're, you know, being served in their business. Yeah, that's how it should be. The product companies realize. I mean, last, I think it was two years ago. It was 2019 SEMA show where um, they hosted kind of a product smackdown, and it was, oh, was built up as kind of a smackdown. But it, what it ended up being is a bunch of product companies coming together and just talking to each other about products. And it was fabulous because there was no smackdown. It was not a. It was not a bashing. I mean, talking to the different owners, you could put. Um, pro car care, you know, Bob Myers, you could put Bob Phillips, you could put Joel from IGL, you could put Chris West from Solution Finish. Um, you could put all these guys that are different products and have a really, really good conversation about the products. And all those guys have experience with cars. Every yeah. one of them can, can work on cars as well. And so I think that's what's important is to, you know, know that, and you know this from your business, there's a different pad and product combination for that particular brand of car and that paint than there is from this particular brand of yep. car and that paint. So you can't just go with one product. And everybody knows that. The, the professional product vendors know that you don't just have one product in your tool belt. You don't just have one brand of pad. You don't just have one brand of cutting compound. Boats are totally different than cars. You're not going to take oh, yeah. you're not going to take gel coat on a boat <laughs> and use the same pad and presser and product combination that you use on a you know 1961 Corvette. Hey, they're both fiberglass. So let's just tear it up. But yeah. nope, totally People don't realize just how thin your clear coat is on your car. Yeah, yeah. Well, you I realize mean, it's twenty you to twenty five microns. Yeah, if you burn through, you know exactly how how thin it is. <laughs> I've actually had a customer who brought his car to me. He had a three seventy Z. The guy before me tried to buff it. And actually did that on the on the uh, front fender, went right through. Oh yeah, wow. he's, like, he's like, can you fix it? Yeah, repaint it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jody and I were actually we had an opportunity to be up um, a couple of weeks ago, and we were we were really fortunate to be doing some um, brand new product hasn't even really hadn't even been really released yet from uh, a particular chemical company, and uh, they'll be releasing it later on this this I think the end of this month. Yeah, anyway, we had an so. opportunity to be up there and actually see some new products, which is we are very grateful that we get opportunities like that. But we saw that there was a there was a person and he had it, it's a beautiful classic BMW. Um, unfortunately, he went on and on about how this was a factory paint. paint. This is original original paint. paint. It was about thirteen seconds of looking at the car. I was like, that's not original paint. <laughs> and, and we found spots that were that big that were burned through. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, yeah, boy, we're sorry. not taking a polyester to well, this car. We're going to be going on the other side of the car. And it, that's, it's great. That's why I think detailers need to learn when to say no. Because mm -hmm. I did two black Mustangs recently, a 2010 and a 12, that were supposedly, use big quotations on this, paint corrected. But mm -hmm. yet they couldn't get rid of any of the swirls or any of the scratches. All of them was still there. And one of them, the guy even put the ceramic over it. Oh, geez. 
Well, that yeah, fixes try it, getting right? that off and fixing that. It totally yeah, that, that, that fixes it, isn't it? I mean, you just wipe it on and it fixes everything. Yeah, you know, it takes care of everything. But I mean, it was, and they're black, so everything showed. And I'm just like, and you know, to me, this is where I tell people too. I don't, all the reviews we have, we don't have a lot of them. I don't want a lot of them for a reason. Because my reviews are all what I call organic. I don't ask people for them. I don't. I don't incentivize it. Some people will be like, oh, if you leave us a good review, you get 10% off. Well, who the hell's not going to do that? Of course I'm going to go leave you a review for 10% off. I don't like that because reviews can be bought. Yeah. And I think that's what happens a lot. Like one of the guys had a lot of five-star reviews. But then when you look at the pictures in his thing, they were horrible. There's no shine to them. So it's like, Reviews have to be taken in a, in a kind of with a grain of salt because I can go every crackhead on the corner ten dollars. They'll all give me a great review. Does it mean I did anything? No. Yeah, so, it sounds like an app we've seen before. Crackhead <laughs> reviews. Crackhead yeah. reviews. So <laughs> coming to your app store soon. Coming to your app, your crack store. Soon. So no, I I think that that is a I think. And, and the, one of the things that I really enjoy about doing this show, we've done well over 110 oh, episodes yeah, of this thing. Huge. It's getting up there. But the, the thing I like about it is the different ways that business people handle their individual business and what they focus on. And I look at this show as kind of a microcosm of my of my life. As I take the little pieces from everything that works and try to figure out how to integrate those in. Jody and I yeah. constantly have conversations about how can we take what that guy's doing? That guy might be a beet farmer. He is so irrelevant industry compared to what we do, but there's a piece of what that person does that we can take and, and use that little nugget of success that works for him or her that we can say, you know, that might work for us in our area if we modify it this way. And I think that's that's in the sense kind of what you're doing, where you took the the little nugget that you learned from the guy showing you how to polish boats and, and kind of sparked in your head, hey, I can do this better. That's exactly yeah. what Jody and I and our other two partners did when we started uh, Zenware is we worked for a different company and we didn't like how they were going. The direction they were going was not, we didn't agree with it. And so we said, well, we can do this better. And we went off and did it ourselves. And, you know, 12 years later, 12 years we later we're still in business. They're not. <laughs> well, and, uh, it's kind of like you see a lot of these guys and, and this is where a lot of business owners go wrong. See, I used to do business loans. And I did mortgages. I started out, I took over my first company at 17, half of it. We were a management consultant firm. At 18, I took it all over. We worked for nightclubs, restaurants as consultants. You see a lot of these businesses. Now, when I opened my shop, I did the smartest thing. Like I tell everybody, you see all these guys go, they get a shop, spend everything they have to buy all kinds of equipment they didn't need in the first place to get it started. Buy all kinds of crap they don't need. Now all of a sudden they don't have customers for three months. They're taking out loan after loan to pay the, for the business. So you're never going to get out of that trap. You're never going right. to get out of the hole because you got to take out another loan to pay that loan eventually. Yeah. And that's what I saw when I did business loans. You see all these restaurants, all these businesses, they all do it. They, they don't, they don't know what they're doing. And they listen to everybody under the sun. And I see it with the detail forms, people, what kind of business should I set up? And everybody's telling them, but none of these people, they all act like know-it-alls, but a lot of them don't even know what an LLC really is or what the tax right. event, why be an LLC versus a sole? What's the difference? Just, oh, my, my attorney says be an LLC. Well, why? 
what's the advantages? What's the disadvantages? Yeah. You know, how do you, you know, I tell everybody, cause I, you know, as a consultant, I think as a consultant all the time, I do consult when I talk to customers, I tell them, you know, I consult them. I don't sell them. My job is to consult right. you on what you need and what you don't need. I've had cars come in here when I look at them and I tell people, are you getting body work done to this car? Yeah. Come see me later on then. Don't see me now. I could charge you to do it now, but you're going to come back anyway. Right. Yeah. So right. pay me once instead of twice. Yeah. I yep. give up money, but in the end, you respect me more. Yeah. And I, I did the right thing. That's probably one of the most valuable things you said as well is be a consultant. Don't sell them. People don't know when to stop selling. And if yep. somebody's sitting in your shop and you've given them a bid and they brought the car back, stop selling. You've already yep. sold them. Find out what they need and find out what their expectations are. And then you can always upsell. You can always give them information about additional services. Hey, you know what would be really great is after we after we do the paint correction on this car, if we did a ceramic coat, it would be more protected. And here's why. And you can choose to do it now or later. But if you bring it back later, i got to redo the correction. So you're going to save yourself money in the first place. That's okay. And I think people confuse that with if you've already sold the detail, stop selling the detail. Yeah. Now let's work on the rest of the stuff. What are your expectations? What are your budget? What are you going to do with the car? Um, you know, are you selling the car? Is this to add value to the car to sell it? Or is this for your personal and you're going to keep the car forever? Yeah. You know? well, that's why when people talk about ceramic, I'm very open with them. If you're not going to keep the car for five years, why are you going to put a five-year coating on it? Yeah. What's the point of that? If you're only going to keep it for two years, what are you going to go and spend all the money for? Put a two-year coating on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. What's the point at that point? Yeah, and and I think that gets down to integrity. You know, your integrity as a business owner, with the mindset and the pride and the passion to serve your customer with what they really need, with the idea that I'm going to consult you into something that maybe you don't really understand, but is a right fit for you. And yeah. if I educate you, then you're going to make the right decision. But I haven't shoehorned you into something just because I'm trying to make a budget goal that I've set for myself in May. Yeah. Right. See, now you just touched on the biggest issue. I tell everybody, educate. Don't yep. think your customers, don't assume that they know what you're talking about. You educate them on your process. Tell them why you believe this is what they need. Mm -hmm. This way they understand what they're getting into. Yeah. Yeah. So, so looking back, you know, as we wrap up here, what are one or two things that you have learned that you think are really critical for a business owner to implement in their business? One plan and change your plans often, because you know what? Your business is going to be consistently evolving because if it's not, then you're going to, you're going to be gone very quickly. Don't listen to too many people. You see all these people that want to buy detailing as a business. Oh, I own a detail business. I'm going to sell my system to show you how to make money doing it. Minor problem I see with that. Well, one of the problems people buy these systems for a thousand dollars, but yeah, what works for that guy? He might be in Los Angeles where, it's a lot different than if you're here in Dartmouth, Massachusetts. Right. So yeah, he may have some tips at work, mm. but you can't follow. This isn't a cookie cutter. 
You can't do cookie right. cutter systems. You have to learn your market. You have to learn your target customers. You know, it's not just open the door and all oh, customers come running in. You got to figure out what they need, what they want, and how to satisfy that want and need. Right. Plain and right. simple. And right. if you see car dealers and they want to come to your shop, run for the hills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Put a chain lock on the door as fast as you can because trust me, they will make you want to shut the doors. <laughs> that That's hilarious, man. Well, we, we really appreciate you taking the time. Obviously, we could continue the conversation, but how, how do people find you? They can call the shop, which is 774-202-2523. Our website is www.eliteautodetailingma.com. And those are the two best ways. That's um, awesome. And if people want to ask quite, like other detailers that are opening shops want, want help, I don't charge. If they want to call me and ask questions on how to do things, how to, you know, set up their businesses, you know, I'll take the time to explain to them what structure they want to use based on what they're trying, you know, where they are, what they're going to do. Because there are advantages to all different types of business structure. You need mm -hmm. to know the disadvantages and the advantages of all of them. Yep. So, you know, and where I've been involved in business finance, and I did that for a long time, you know, I can tell them the downfalls of taking out loans. If you don't have to take a loan out, don't ever take right. out a loan. Right. Because right. once you take them out, to you're done. Be your own bank, baby. Yeah, yeah, be your own bank. Smarter ways to do that, and I and I think it's that's B Y O B. Break, be your own bank. I agree, one hundred percent. That's why when I opened my shop, I made sure I had at least a year to a year and a half's worth of reserves in the bank. Whoa, you got serious. Well, I always said I didn't want to open it, and then if anything went wrong, say I got hurt for three months. I don't want to be struggling. I don't want to be sitting there going, oh my God, pulling my hair out. I don't have any as is. <laughs> I mean, you know, I drain so much hair. I feel like I'm a chia pet now. So, you know, I, I try to teach people that, you know, try never to put yourself into a business loan. Cause if you get a merchant cash advance, which is the easiest type of business loan to get, you don't own your business anymore. Right. You can say goodbye to it because yep. they own you. Yep. And, you know, do everything you can to avoid it. Right. You know, I'll help them figure out marketing because, you know, I just hired a company to do ours after two years only because it was taking so much out of me to try to do that and everything yeah. else I'm trying to accomplish. Yep. I just like, all right, let's see how they handle it. And I'm having a hard time with it because I'm used to doing everything myself. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm pulling. Now I am pulling out the hairs I have left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and again, you planning. Again, your key there is planning. Is what do you what are you going to do with this marketing? Because if yeah. you're a single, if you're a single mobile detailer and you go spend a bunch of money on marketing, and all of a sudden you have six cars a day, what are you going to do? Yeah. You didn't plan right. Plan for what you want the business to be. If you want to be a single mobile person and do one to two cars a day, then plan your marketing around one to two cars yep. a day. Don't plan your marketing around, I got 17 cars lined up for ceramic coating in the middle of a parking lot. Yeah. So just plan. And also just to always learn. Yeah. Everybody has to realize none of us know it all. 
We are all constantly learning. And you should always strive to learn something new every day. Like Warren Buffett says, the greatest investment you can make is in yourself. Yep. And one of the best statements I've ever heard is <laughs> He's a Buffett a fan, I can tell. Yeah, oh yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> I, dude, I, I'm on a I'm on a mission and I don't know what it is. And, and and actually I do. Ever since I've been a business, since we started our business, I've been really focused on how do I invest in myself? I actually, a year and a half ago, went out and I hired a business speaking coach. So, so every Thursday and every Sunday, I meet with my coach. Sometimes he's teaching me something. Sometimes I'm reporting, right? And that has been one of the best things I've done is because I'm looking at what is wrong with me. Yeah. Right? And a lot of times we as business owners... We don't want to look at what's wrong with us. We don't want to look at our weakness. And, and one of the mistakes business owners make, in my opinion, is they don't double down on their strengths. They focus so much on their weaknesses that they're missing opportunities to grab market share, to have impact on people because they're not tapping into their gifts. I am not Scrooge McDuck. I don't squeak <laughs> when I sit in a chair worried about finances. He does, <laughs> right? Yep. But I am really good at putting together marketing content and talking yep. to people. That's my gift, right? And so you need to tap into your gifts so that you can explode your business. Yep. I agree. And, and, and I think that's where it goes. Like I tell everybody every day, try to improve. Yep. And there's a, there's a one I've heard this for years and years, but it's really, really revel, relevant is there's a reason we have two ears and one mouth. It's because you should be listening twice as much as you're talking. And there's so true. much information you can take in that you can sift through all the BS. You can I can sift through. I can watch the cockiest detailer on the planet talk about how great they are and look at me, look at me, look at me. But I still will probably pick out a little nugget out of there. Right. Oh, yeah. I got a nugget out of anybody and say that's valuable. The rest of that's garbage. It's all just peacocking, as Randy Doyle calls it, or, you know, just posing. But but you can pick out a piece of something there, but you've got to be open. Your ears have to be open. You have to be listening to those things. And you can always learn. I don't care how much yeah. you're doing. I learn all the time. I ask tons of questions. I bug the crap out of people about stuff that I've been doing for 20 years. Yeah. And I'll ask oh. them if I find out somebody else has done this thing, I'll say, well, what do you do in this case? You know, because I want to learn how to improve and get better at what I do. And I don't care if that is in your business or if that's actually detailing a car, a boat, a motorcycle. I don't care if it's in your marriage, raising your kids, always listen and, and then take what works for you out of it. Like you said, if you're in Los Angeles, the, the piece you get out of somebody's advice may be totally different than somebody that's in a cold weather climate or where they use salt on the road or whatever. Yeah. Just and that's why, you know, I just think it's, we all, everybody wants to say, well, why should I choose you? Why should I go with your detail shop? Oh, I'm the best. What makes you better than the next guy? What makes you right. better than anybody else? Nobody is the best at anything. I don't, I hate the word the best. Like that's like saying Tom Brady's the best quarterback to ever play football. Or <laughs> you just, you just stuck a. Well, come on. Let's be honest. You can't with yeah. that. You can't compare. He loves Tom Brady. He's but his favorite. But you can't compare because no, he plays no. in a generation that 
caters to the quarterback, protects him like a bunch of pansies. They wear tutus out there and dance around. They look like ballerinas. I knew I liked you, Arnold, before we talked to you. I just, I just knew there was this thing. No, I, I, I totally agree with that. It's, do we do so many of these comparisons? And people ask us that all the time about our software. Well, what makes you different? They'll do it at a trade show. We'll watch somebody bop to all, literally every single software company. I what know makes you better? Me, what makes you better than those guys? And yeah. I say, you know what? Here's the thing is, I don't know their software. I don't study it. I don't care what they do. I do what I do because our customers ask for it. Yeah. I'm not facing them. I'm taking care of our customers and I'm making our business grow through taking care of our customers. If they have a great feature, that's awesome. And if it fits for you, go. Awesome. Go I'm we want you to. I walked a guy over to one of our competitors one day because they did <laughs> something better. And the salesperson was totally freaked out. He's like, what are you doing? I said, this is so-and-so and you guys do this better in your software. So here's, here's a customer. And that's the now, thing is I tell people, I don't care what my competition does or doesn't do. I don't even know who they are because I don't compete with them. My job is not to compete with them. My job is to help my customers and exceed their expectations. I don't want to meet them ever. I don't want to ever hear my car looks good. If I hear it looks good, I'll fire myself. I want to hear my car looks great. Yeah. My boat looks amazing. The right. day somebody says, oh, yeah, it looks good. I quit. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, awesome. with that said, we're done. So this has been <laughs> another amazing episode of RotoFest Detail Memoirs. We love, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with us, Arnold. Thank you for having me on, guys. We, we love yeah. your passion. We can see that you have pride in everything you do. And uh, we just appreciate you taking the time. And, you know, the impact that you're having on your customers in your community, it's stellar. And you can you. feel it in the way that you talk. You can feel it in you know, everything about your, your business. And that's really what the goal of RotaFest is, is we want to talk business. We want to help you elevate your business. Yep. So, and we are always looking for people. So if you'd love to be on the show and share your story, please reach out to us. We'll schedule time to have you. And uh, we will catch you guys in the Next Southern week. Detailers Conference. Oh, and guys, yes, if we can talk my wife into let me go to the Southern Detailers Conference, we can try. But you guys got to work on her because she's mean. There, oh, she well. calls me a pain in the ass all the time. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, we're, we're not marriage counselors. We can, we can counsel you on your business. But marriage, uh, reach out to my podcast, Father Fire. <laughs> Don't worry, I love my wife. She's a sweetheart. I just like no, she is. She's great. I, I pick on her all the time. Yeah. Uh, well, thank all you so right. much. Thank you so much. We'll check you same time, same channel. Just next, week. next, next week. week. See, See you. Later. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Yep.